Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Welcome, everybody. We are live on location. Live on location from Tennessee, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. We've been driving all day to get here. We have been. We left at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning, and it was a blizzard in Madison. So it really, we were so excited to get down to Tennessee, where it's still 40 degrees, but that's okay, because they have some of that southern hospitality and southern comfort that we love so much. Yes, and we're here at Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Where we met our friend Stacy at Haunted America last year. Yes, that's right. The Haunted America Convention's in Alton, Illinois. Yes. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Troy Taylor runs it. You've probably read one of his ghost books because he's got like nine, maybe 9,000 ghost books. <laughs> got a bunch. <clears throat> yeah. And welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for being here and for inviting us to come here. And, you know, it was oh, fun. At Haunted America, because we, we were neighbors. Our tables were right next to each other. So mm-hmm. we got to know you and hear all about this fantastic place that you have. <laughs> you said, we have to come. And we did, here and you are. are. We are. <laughs> we have to see this place. Here you are. Uh, well, Stacey, we got to start with a little introduction to it. So you, uh, you, like when you talk about your description of, of what you do and stuff, you're like, well, I'm not a real ghost hunter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you, uh, you manage a place. Full of ghosts. It says ghost hunts right in the name. It does. So if you're not a ghost hunter, how'd you get involved with all this freaky business? I got involved with this crazy business from my father-in-law who still owns, ex-father-in-law I should say, who actually still owns the building at the moment. He had another management team in here that left in the middle of the night in November of 2013. It was around the 11th or 12th. Well, anyway, so it sat for a few days and they taped the calendar to the for the 2014 season to their back door. And he hands it to me, and I'm like, well, what do you want me to do with it? And he said, well, I don't know what to do with it. Can you run it? And I said, well, I suppose I can. He said, well, you can manage a Cracker Barrel. I said, Cracker Barrel, food, ghost, whatever. Right, you know, who will do this? So I took it over on Thanksgiving Day of 2013 and just ran with it. I just ran with it. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Now, are you originally from South Pittsburgh? <laughs> I am not from South Pittsburgh, but I am from, from Chattanooga, which is about 40 miles east of here. Okay. So. Now, okay, and a little bit about South Pittsburgh. So what do we know about the town of South? Like, why is it called South Pittsburgh? Like, North Pittsburgh is well, way north. Well, that's where it came from, because this was supposed to be the steel mill of the South. That's what this was built up to be when the railroad came in. And it ended up being a mining town, and then that kind of went away, and, and then the railroad stopped stopping here. So it just kind of became a, a place to settle. But it's been Indian land. It was Cherokee land. It was uh, Civil War land. It's been plantation land. The Trail of Tears actually walked this land. There's mm. a mile, there's a marker about a mile down the road from here that talks about it. So and then you have the river, what about a half a mile maybe. So it was a very very fertile place to live and 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 to have kids and raise family. And the Battle of Shiloh happened right here. Right here no, didn't? that's I don't think that's close here. That's on that was on the old website, but we took that down. So there's a lot of misinformation out there. Okay. So we've we've tried to correct that as much as possible. Okay, but that's, well, that's good to know because yes. I was I was all like, oh yeah, the Battle of Shiloh happened. <laughs> Shiloh's like, here, like yeah. at the hospital, <laughs> no. like like the doctor. It was doctor versus doctor, <laughs> brother versus brother. It was it really mm-hmm. tore the country apart. Yeah. Well, to set the scene for people as we drove in, it was really beautiful, mountainous, nice rolling hills, and then the river. And it actually, it does look a lot like Pittsburgh with the the bridge and everything. A little um, bit, yeah. 
Do you guys have a team called the South Steelers? No, we don't. They are called the Pirates. Right, I had to ask. Yeah. All right. But oh, if they, Pirates. If, oh, the, but if they were the South Steelers, they would also be beaten in the Super Bowl by the Packers. Oh, had to <laughs> bring it in. Doesn't matter what yeah. the name is. Just had to slide that in there, didn't you? Absolutely. But it is a beautiful place, and it's Thank very, you, yeah. very peaceful town. It is a very peaceful town. It's a very quaint town. And a lot of the founding families, you know, their descendants are still here. Wow. So, and you know, if you drive through actual actual downtown and see all the old buildings, it reminds you of a, the, a Wild West town. At least it does to me. Yeah, that's know. cool. And to have that history that's continued mm-hmm. for so many years is really oh, yeah. I saw a couple of guys duking it out uh, right on Main Street. <laughs> and, uh, the showdown, it really was something else. Oh, like, Only in South. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell, okay, so uh, the old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Let's talk a little bit about the building we're in. Because okay. this is great. And the thing is, you guys will see what the hospital looks like uh, in, in the video and stuff. And if you're just listening to this, you're going to see some great footage that our buddy Scott got of the, of the hospital. And the thing is, when you drive up to it, you're sitting there going, yeah, I, I can see people getting killed here. <laughs> and, <clears throat> yeah, it no longer <laughs> makes you yeah. think of a place to go for healing. Yeah, it, it's more of a... Well, place you want to turn around and go running out <laughs> to of run from. Yeah. I mean, the hotel restaurant here does not get a five-star Michelin rating. <laughs> um, but I, um, but it, what do the ghosts think about it? So where did this building come from? What year was it built? Like, how old is it? What's the little history of the hospital itself? The hospital itself opened in 1959, and it was built, you know, a few years previous to that before they actually opened it. We also think we found paperwork now of a clinic that was here back in the 30s, so we think the actual clinic over there was probably one of the original buildings, and then they just built the rest of the hospital onto that. But I don't have actual proof of that, but that's just kind of the pieces that we've put together. And it op- was open from 1959 until 1998, and that's when my father-in-law started the process to buy the building, and he was actually handed the keys in 2000. So was he a doctor here? He was. He was recruited by one of the founding doctors, Dr. Haverin, the one who they say is so sinister and was very mean to his patients. And uh, I did ask Dr. Hayes about him one night, and I said, tell me what you know about him. And I said, are all the stories I've heard about him true? And the only thing he would tell me was he did whatever he wanted to do, and nobody questioned him, and he wouldn't tell me anything else. So read between the lines. Okay, well, let's get into that, because I was going to make a joke about your father-in-law. You're like, (laughs) oh, yeah, was he like a mad scientist, or what kind of doctor was he? He was a pediatrician, actually. Okay. And he was here until he built his office in Jasper. And I worked in it until this, until two, well, it's been closed almost two years. He had a stroke and could no longer work and our other doctor passed away. So we had to close it. I see. So I have 8,000 pediatric charts hidden in this hospital. And we're finding them tonight. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) Okay. So, but the thing is, now Dr. Haver, you just said all all the things they say about Dr. Haver true. Well, Stacy, what are the things they say about Dr. Haver? Well, they say he was very sinister, that he performed a lot of experiments on his patients. His, one of his, his wife was mysteriously killed. One of his mistresses mysteriously disappeared. Oh, man. Uh, So there was lots of, lots of things. He was known to do procedures on his patients and you know, may or may not put them to sleep. You know, that's the stories that we hear. So it was the unnecessary surgery kind of thing. Yeah, doctor. pretty much. Yeah. and uh, That's how my dentist used to be. Yeah. But it was squelched. <laughs> the, the, the investigation about him and his wife was squelched here in town. But if you get on newspapers.com, you know, where you have to, like, you know, pay for that subscription. Oh, yeah. You can find it and find the stories in other areas around town as far as Kingsport because it's in the Kingsport newspaper. And we've got some stuff out of that. Wow. And, and added it to our history tour. So oh, we have a lot of history here. That's great. And we love newspapers.com. We do love so we're going to have to check that out. Like I'm on there all the time. <laughs> um, so when did people start thinking that this place was 
haunted that something was going on. So what happened? So your father-in-law buys it. He buys and it. And why? What? What makes him like want to buy his old workplace? He was. was like, like, he I thought own about this place. doing assisted living here, but the whole reason they built a new hospital anyway was because this one was so under code. You know, from the ground up, I think they spent sixty-four million building the new one, and it was going to cost hundreds of millions to revamp this one. So and they had to have a hospital here. So they, they opted to close this one and build a new one. However, this is going to get me in trouble when I say this, but Obamacare got the new one closed in April of 2015. We have no hospital in this county. Uh-oh. Well, that sucks for us tonight. <laughs> the so, Unless know, the ghost of Dr. Haver wants to perform yeah, some surgery. Yeah, you know, guys. we don't. We have very limited x-ray, wow. blood work. You know, if you get hurt, you know, major or need to be transferred, they're either going to fly you to Chattanooga or they're going to ambulance you to Chattanooga. That's the only health care we have here. Except for doctor's offices that are open during the day. But, you know, anything at night, you're on your own. Okay, well, that's, that's good to know. That's, that's extra why, scary. <laughs> that's why we have a first aid kit in the van. <laughs> we uh, have one down the hall, too, so don't do too much damage. So he's interested, but, but then he buys it, and then assisted living's not going to work out. He's gonna, no. he's, it's not going to get back up to code. So when is, when's the first time people start having experiences it was here? About, well, it was right after he bought it, because, you know, remember, you know, I, I ended up marrying his son in 2001. Well... So I'm in working with him during this whole process of him buying it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm here. So we're here working. And I know one day we were up on the third floor. It was myself. It was Evan, the one I was married to. And uh, his friend, Michael, and his little brother, Blake. And I think Doc was here that day. So we're all up on the third floor by the nursery. And it's a beautiful day outside. He just had the roof redone. So we didn't have any leaks or anything at that time. And all of a sudden, we see this notice this puddle of water over there and we go to look and leading away from the water was little baby footprints no. like a toddler oh. yes and they go around the corner and just disappear completely disappear i've seen that twice since oh. i've been here i have the goosebumps now yes. already oh. and uh, then the, the nursery when the nursery blinds they're not up anymore but they would just it was like somebody would take their finger and you know oh. and play them you know just weird stuff like that doors would open and close on the third floor so it's just different things. We actually raised and bred Siberian Huskies, and back in the back, where it's all grown up, we had their pens. So, you know, we put them back there to breed, but our male would never go down one of the hallways. You couldn't drag him. You couldn't pick him up. You couldn't carry him. He would just, and Huskies talk, so he would just sit there and oh, yeah. howl at us, but he would not cross that threshold. He no. never did. I had an ex-girlfriend who, whose family used to raise Siberian Huskies, and so i <laughs> They they can be mean dogs. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when you make that girlfriend mad. <laughs> <laughs> and had you ever had any kind of paranormal experiences prior to the ones that you had here? Or is it something that you? No, I'll tell you. Like I you're was not a psychic or something. No, you're gonna be like no. I've been seeing dead people before. No, but the, my very very first experience was several years ago. It was in Chickamauga, Georgia, in the Chickamauga battlefield. I was, believe it or not, driving home from church. So I'm headed back towards the town and we're almost to where the tower is. It's just a huge open field and the tower's out there. And there's another car coming this way. Well, we both just have to stop because out of the right side of the road floats a whole band of Union soldiers. <laughs> I mean, just yes. floated across wow. the road. That's the coolest I'm like, thing. Yeah, that was my very first paranormal experience wow. ever. And I'm That's like, I did one. not just see that. <laughs> I did not just see that. And I'm like, oh, yes, you did. Like some you people know. see a shadow out of the corner. Oh, no, this right. was a whole band. You, I mean... So why at that point in time, I'd never seen anything before. So I don't know why I was allowed to see that. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, it's broke me in slowly. I can tell you that. 
That's incredible. Mm-hmm. What an introduction to, <laughs> yeah. to, this, kind <laughs> to of this kind of strange of, world. Oh, it's right? strange, all right. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about, so those kind of things started. When did this place started getting open to ghost hunts? Like when did it become a place when, that ghost hunters wanted well, to Well, some of Doc's patients had a group, and it was like, 2003 2004 it's just when the shows were beginning to get real popular and they asked if they could come in here and just just hunt it well sure enough stuff was going on and, and so actually, doc was a pediatrician right? yes he wasn't a psychiatrist no, no okay just making no, sure no, like some of doc's patients had a group nice. so, you know. and uh, so you know things are going on in here and they decided to stay two of them decided to move in here and stay so they lived here 10 years and they had a child in here and i uh, raised him it's convenient here. too because we saw the bed with the stirrups so if you're going to yeah. have a kid in here. Yeah, yeah it's a place because the baby comes right out. <laughs> I don't deliver no babies now. <laughs> That's a messy, messy experience. Ooh. Yeah. A bloody experience, too. <laughs> but you know what? That's what attracts this stuff, I do believe, is, oh. is blood. Blood attracts a lot of things. Okay. Well, so. uh, Wendy, if you want to cut your hand later on, we'll walk around. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like great. But, no, back to, but back to the thing. You know, they moved in here and stayed, and they just decided to start doing ghost hunts. And they built it up over the years. And then, you know, then they just left, and like I said, in the middle of the night. And then I took it over, and I catch hell from everybody who had paid for 2014. I'm like, look, you can still come. I just need to see your receipt. But it it was Tim Nealon from Ghost City Tours who actually helped me keep this place open that first year. And he is still very much in the background. He just doesn't, he's just not out front with me anymore. But he maintains my website and he built my Facebook page. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Uh, yeah. And he has a booking company that we're probably going to go to. He just finished. Cool. So I've well, only heard good things about Ghost City. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Tim Nealon, he's, he's amazing. That man is amazing. And uh, he really helped me because without him, I wouldn't be here. My very first night on the third floor of ever being on a ghost hunt, I had my head slammed in the wall. I had to be treated for a whiplash. Felt like somebody hit me in the head with a ball bat. Oh my God. And I almost oh, closed man. it that terrible. night. And that was well, in yeah. December of 2013. That was like two weeks after I took it over. No, it was a week after I took it over, actually. That almost done me And you in. still came back after yeah. such well, a traumatizing experience. That's You know, I'm one of woman. these that I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. That's right. just not going to happen. Well, and you're still standing, too. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, f- five years later, you're, still, you're like, hey, the business is better than ever. There's it, more people coming from all over the world. Well, you know, it goes back to hospitality. It goes back to how you treat your people. You know, it, and that's in anything. You know, if something's wrong, you fix it. Yeah. You know, you're not going to please everybody. It's a numbers game. You know, you're going to get that one eventually that nothing you do is going to make them happy. But, you know, you just take the bump in the road and go on. It's all you can do. Well, I got to say, you've definitely had a lot of different groups come through here. The first thing I noticed when we came in the door, and there was a little bit of light out still. It was kind of twilight when we entered. Mm -hmm. A nice spooky time to enter. But the first thing I noticed was a lot of the walls are signed by different paranormal groups. It's Mm -hmm. almost like a yearbook. It is. It is. And it's, I, I mean, I, we're around this paranormal world all the time and I still had no idea there were even that many groups mm-hmm. out there that I've seen on the walls Yeah, this here. goes back to, tw- you know, to 2003, I think, when it all started. But where you came in at, you know, the Wraith Chasers have their original autographs out there before they ever had a show. You, you know, they were they were coming here That's before cool. they were ever picked up by anybody. You know, they did Paranormal Challenge here and, and won that. And Zach Bagans. Right, yeah, Zach auto- Bagans autograph right there. Yeah, he's right there on that door, you too. You can almost see him flexing as yeah. he's signing that. <laughs> I he's know. Like, yeah. Um, so, and there's just so many. So yeah, and, I, I'm and, astounded by how many have been here. And, and, but they keep re- returning. Like, I had a group here. Was it, it was last night? I believe it was last night. Yeah, it was. And she called this morning and she said, hey, we had such a good time. We're going to go home and regroup. And she said, we'll be back in the next six to eight weeks. So uh-huh. that's the turnaround with this here. I mean, they, they leave and come straight back. 
Well, if there are as many experiences here as I've already heard about, I can see why they come back because mm-hmm. that's not a typical thing. You know, oftentimes when you're doing ghost hunting, mm-hmm. you don't get anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Like I'd say like 90% of the time, like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. you hear that? You get an EVP? It's like, no. Maybe that was my <laughs> stomach just, growling. Like a Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Climb it or blame it. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, so, so Stacy, so you said like, you said your first ghost on the third floor, you get your head knocked. Um, What's some of the other stuff? Like, has there been anything in particular that, I mean, you spent a lot of time here. Has there been anything after any kind of experience where you were like, you know what, I'm going to go home for a while or I'm going I'm to take yes. off for a little bit? Yes. And this building will suck you in if you let it. It will own you if you let it. And I'm even having people call back now. And even some of my volunteers are saying, hey, I'm having dreams about this building and it's calling my name. You know, and they, some of them don't know what the other ones are dreaming. And I had a group from I think they were from Virginia and the lead investigator called me back and he said I cannot get this building out of my mind he said I have to come back I feel like it's calling me and I get those calls all the time so be careful you have been warned yeah that's all right no I think um we're gonna we're gonna play a couple of songs here in a little bit and and shoot some video footage I think once they hear our music uh, I don't think the hospital is going to be calling us back (laughs) (laughs) You don't think so? <laughs> I mean, I think it's good, but, you know. You just, hey, you never know. But, just based on prior experience. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's a, a whole gamut of experiences here. The elevators have no power to them, but sometimes, you know, we'll hear them ding. We heard them the other night, did we not? It was like somebody was going to get off the elevators. I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> it's freaky crazy in here. We have had conversations down that hallway. In fact, um, one of my other volunteers, his name is Josh, and he was also a police officer here in town, and he would... If I couldn't get here, he would start the tour for me. And I had come in, and I was doing my stuff, and I could hear a male talking down this hallway. So I go down the hallway only to realize that there is nobody there. And I come back to the nurse's station, and I'm like, Josh, where are you? You know, where are you at? And he said, I'm downstairs. And I said, were you just up here in this hallway? And I said, were you and another guy talking? And he laughed. He said, no, I'm the only male in the group. This is an all-female group. He said, ain't ain't nobody up there talking. I said, oh, there's somebody up here, but I can't see him. I said, I'll be down there with you in just a minute. You know, know, so I went and found him. Is there anything in particular, like any... Uh, spirits that you like have names for or anything that you feel we like? do we have several that have names we have one named Nellie that she really was a patient here I had one of the former uh, maintenance guys come and give me a tour of what everything was so I would have the right information and he worked here from 1981 until he handed Doc the keys when he actually took over so he knows this building really well in fact I saw him in Walmart the other night and I said hey where's the water cut off because I can't find it you know when he had to tell me yeah, he did he told me there but you know it's just you you get all this stuff going, and uh, I lost my train of thought. No, it's no, uh, it so, doesn't jump the tracks. No, but I was saying like like spirits down there. So yeah. Nelly. So we have Nelly. You know what? She was Nellie's? a patient here. She didn't have any family. You know, she actually died here. This was her. This was her home. You know, basically, she did pass away on the second floor, but he couldn't remember what number. But however, she ended up getting moved to three hundred five on the third floor. So I don't know who moved her. Probably whoever was here before. But that tends to be her hangout. You know, she's not. Sometimes she's not a nice lady. And, uh, you know, she supposedly has a roommate in there. But, you know, I don't know a whole lot about that. Then we supposedly have another one named Mary down here in, in the geriatric hallway. And, uh, you know, sometimes she can be nice and sometimes she's not. We know she likes one of our volunteers because apparently she goes home with him. Oh. Hey. <laughs> so, you know, we oh. listen, this place is just nuts. It's insane. And then we have one. Um, his name is uh, 
uh, James, he was the first maintenance man here. He was of he was of Cajun descent. He was from Louisiana, but he was the first black man to work here. So, and he smoked a pipe and a cigar, and they both were like a vanilla cherry type scent. So, a lot of times we'll smell that flavor of smoke, oh. and uh, and he drank chicory coffee too. So, you know, we'll, and whistling. He That's whistled a very all Louisiana. the time. That triggered cause very yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. Thing. And he whistled all the time. And sometimes we'll hear whistling around here. And only there's nobody here. Mm. Now, a patient like Nellie, how did you get that name? Was that something like. That we, was her name. But did somebody like tell you that originally or was it discovered with a Ouija board? No, or, it, you know? I actually asked the art, the one who worked here mm-hmm. you know i said tell me if these stories are true and he said yes nelly was a real patient here he said and he, he didn't give me your last name but he said she was a patient here and she did pass away on the second floor just down the hall from the nurse's station but he said i couldn't tell you which room but i know it was this floor there was also a nurse that passed away in the uh, bathroom behind the nurse's station she had a heart attack in there and, oh yeah uh, that's where a lot of people die in the bathroom mm-hmm. that's where the king died yeah so when yeah so when they went to get her out they couldn't because she had locked the door in there so i take the door off the hinges and they drug her in here but she was already gone and uh so so the room we're we're sitting in right now this was icu oh so this is intensive care Mm -hmm. unit okay so i mean very dramatic place for a mm -hmm. hospital yeah very small too i mean you know i'll say you look at them now in, in in modern hospitals and you're like they save people in here, you know. I mean, yeah. but it, but it was what it served its purpose. It, this hospital was never built for trauma. It was never built for anything major. It was just built for hometown stuff, you know, appendectomies, you know, gallbladder removal, colonoscopies, birthing babies, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody had babies here for a long time. And it was, you know, so it's from the womb to the tomb, basically, is what this hospital was built for. So there's some spirits with some names here. We got the, uh, the geriatric Mary. We've got Nellie. We've got... Uh, what did you say was the the pipe guy? His name is James. James, the mm-hmm. pipe guy from Louisiana, drinking the chicory coffee. And are there certain ghosts associated with certain areas? So you said Nellie's like in room 305. Mm-hmm. Mary's in the geriatric unit. Oh, they're associated with everything around here. But yeah, we have this uh, seven-foot shadow man, too. I attribute it to looking like if you've ever watched the show Bigfoot. To me, that's what this thing looks like because it's big, uh. it's bulky, and it's usually is up on the third floor between the OR and the doorway, the last OR with all the beds in it. If y'all yeah. haven't seen that yet, you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he stands there. But we were, Doogie was with me with the Wraith Chasers when the first time I ever saw it, they were here doing a Facebook Live and I had to go to the bathroom. So he's walking me with a flashlight back back to the stairwell to come down and out of the corner of my eye I just froze and I said did you see that he said yeah it ain't my first rodeo but I mean it took one step and was completely across that hallway so is it the ghost of Bigfoot don't know but I know he's here and we call him Shadow Man we actually have a barbecue sauce named after him too uh, oh Shadow Man barbecue sauce so you can uh, have a look like, have look some we think outside the box around I here I love it. outside the pine box <laughs> oh. oh that was good hey. Hey, wow. you can use that on a T-shirt. Hey. Yeah. Uh, no. So all these areas uh, have different ghosts associated with them. Now, do you think, Doctor? We talked about Doctor Haver, and you said he Haver might have, he might have been a fairly um, Haver. I think of the the I would walk five hundred yeah. miles song. Like, <laughs> Haver and back I'll be Havering to you, Doctor Haver. Please <laughs> do not up. experiment me, Doctor Haver. The Irish episode is still. <laughs> yeah, it's still with me. Sorry. <laughs> Don't force to be lucky charms. Yeah, you do it really um, well. <laughs> so okay. Anyway, let's not make fun of Doctor Haver. <laughs> Has anybody seen him here? We've not seen him, but we do believe we have felt him. And I had a uh, volunteer here 
well, we had a volunteer hunt one night here. And this particular volunteer passed away on his birthday, on his 46th birthday. Oh. It was the night before our first Wraith Chaser event. And uh, his mom had had a heart attack on Tuesday, and he was getting ready to go see her. So he's home from work, gets out of the shower, and just kills over. But he was one of my best volunteers. If I needed anything, he did it. You know, I could call him, I'd say, I need this, he's, I'll be there. And he was, and his name was Mark. But we have felt, but what happened was he had his ovulus sitting out here on the nurse's station, and it was facing the elevators. And the door behind the nurse's station where the old drug room used to be had gotten closed and we always left it open so i'm like okay who closed the door and they're like nobody we've all been together all night so i get up to go open the door and i get my hand on the doorknob and this ovulus starts saying bloody bludgeoned murder his wife's name a month a year and it went on for like, probably not even subtle. These no, like, <laughs> this was this bam, 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 bam. It just started spitting stuff out. It's like, oop, time for me to go home. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. But that actually happened. And then it was just a few weeks later that he passed away. And uh, and I think he's kind of been here too because we did a birthday party and his favorite colors is green and green and black. The same that's down here on that wall with the wreath. Well, that was his room, yeah. so that's why that wreath is on that door. Yeah. And. Uh, so we had a birthday party here one night, and these these kids were here. Though they're eighteen, nineteen years old, but I still call them kids. And Their she kids said, "Yeah, she said, well, we think we were followed last night, but she said it was more of a protective follow than anything." And she said, "We get the name Mark and birthday. Does that mean anything to you?" Whoa. And I'm like, "Wow, um, yeah. you have no idea." Sit down. Let me tell you the story. So That's I did. Cool. Yeah. So you just never know. I don't tell everything that happens here for that reason, because I want people to come back and, and verify stuff with me. Sure. It's, and it's better to get that kind of verification. Like when somebody says, like, I felt something, instead of saying, like, well, did you feel the hand grab you? <laughs> so you say, like, what did you feel? And I said, well, I felt this dude named Mark, like, slap me high five. All right. Well, that's the guy. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But he did. He said, you know, Mark and birthday. And it was around, it was right around his actual birthday that they were here. So that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, you get all kinds of stuff around here. You really do. So you were saying before we were talking that people sometimes think that this is still a real hospital. Oh, yeah. Gosh, you should hear some of the phone calls. Are they using the yellow pages from the 90s? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. But they're like, I need to talk to the lab. I need lab x rays. I need medical records shipped. You know, can you tell me if you have this patient listed in your hospital? I'm like, look, my patients are not living. My patients are dead. You know, I can't see my patients, you know. I'm running out of patients. Yeah. (laughs) True. And then I had this one phone call. This lady was just adamant. She was mad. And she said, I want to talk to somebody in labor and delivery. I said, there's nobody in labor and delivery. We don't deliver anything. We're not delivering babies. And she said, I know you are. My friend's up there having a baby right now. And I said, lady, the only thing we're delivering in this hospital is demons. And there ain't nobody having a baby. You know? So she didn't take kindly to that. I was going to say, that would be an interesting uh, yeah. reaction. I'm sure. And I've had, you know, nursing homes call and say, we need their medical records. And I'm like, well, we don't have them. You know, or right. can I ship them up there to you? Do you have any open rooms? No, we don't. Yeah, yeah we have open rooms. Um, they're not. We have no staff. The most they're, comfortable. They're very open. Yeah, can I talk to your ER doc? No, yeah, you can't do no, that. No, I mean, the nursing home sends people here to cut out the middleman, right? <laughs> oh, that's pretty terrible. Bad. So you know, we just get all all kinds of stuff. You know, crazy stuff that happens here. No, what would you say the farthest group that has come to visit out has been? London. Oh, wow, overseas. That's pretty exciting. And from the 48, it's been Alaska and Oregon. Oh. So we're, I mean, we're popular everywhere. Everywhere. So our 11 hour drive is nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. We thought we drove, we left at six o'clock in the morning. I've had them from, you know, Brazil, 
Belize. We've had them from Canada come in, and I have you this, guys let Canadians in. Yeah, we let them Canadian. Oh hey, god, their money's being stuck. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, they come in here. They love it. You know, a lot of people just love it, and uh, we have people that that will come in and they're skeptics, and they'll have an experience, and they can't wait to come back. You know. That's cool. I'm I'm hoping that we'll have an experience tonight, even though I just don't want it to be too scary. Is that, is that too much to ask? I don't want my head to be hit, feel like it's been hit by a baseball bat. No, no, like, no, no, no. We need our heads. Right. We need <laughs> yeah, to keep our heads in the game. Like I've had people ex- get sick, you know, oh, just sure. feel like something is just making them sick, feel like they're being choked. In fact, that just happened, didn't it? Just, the, just what was it, Friday night? Saturday night? It was Friday night. Yeah, he won't come back. It, it really worked on him. I mean, he was he was all about this stuff, but he had an element of fear. And I tell everybody, if you come in here, and I had to overcome this. This is why I had so many experiences. I know what she's gonna say it. I'm yeah. I, you have to overcome oh, your fear, gosh. and it took me a couple of years to get completely over it because I was having stuff happen to me all the time. But they were feeding off my fear. So now I'm just like, shut up, or I'm going to send you back to hell where you came from. You know, I don't care. <laughs> Get out. I love it. <laughs> you know, and you yeah, can't go home with something. me. You're not allowed at my house. I don't watch the shows at my house. I don't have it in my house at all. But I'm here enough, you know. Yeah, you, I, you, yeah, you spend enough time. Like, why? You don't have to bring your work home. No. No, and it's not going to follow me right? either. <laughs> so, yeah. but I have had people call me back and say, hey, how do I send this thing back? And I'm like, well, what did you say to make it leave? I have no idea. Right. Oh, that. Send it back. Yeah. <laughs> and so we said the Paranormal Challenge has been here. The Tennessee Wraith Chasers. Wraith Chasers have Ghost been here. Asylum Show has been here. Paranormal Witness was here. You know, oh, it was it was on Ghost Lab, you know. And, uh, yeah, I love radio. I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm not a fan of TV cameras at all. I just I just mess up all the way around them. But I can do this all day long. All right, good. That's great because we'll, I think we might have to come back and uh, talk some more. Yeah, <laughs> at a future time. Absolutely. At, well, after we have our own experiences Ooh. here, but uh, Stacy, we're going to keep the conversation going uh, with some of your friends that have some paranormal experiences. Oh, they have some own. experiences. <laughs> yes, they gotta, do. We're going to talk about them. We got to thank you now. People that want to come visit the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital mm-hmm. and go on a ghost hunt here, where's the best place they can find the information? The best place to find information is probably going to be on our Facebook page and just type in Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. And also my personal phone number is on there. It's behind us on the wall if you want to get a shot of it, but it's 423-362-0089 yeah. for a good time call. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a for good a time. All right. time. Yeah, and you can also message me on the Facebook page. I, I answer those. I answer all the phone calls myself. I don't have anybody else doing it. So sometimes people like you know people actually like that and i'll i guess you know face of the place apparently so yes and the night chad Lindbergh was here it was real funny i'll tell you the story and then i'll quit but i was sitting i was sitting back here at the table had all my merchandise out here and all of a sudden you know it's going she's here she's here and i'm like who's here now you know i had no idea they were talking about me so (laughs) this guy comes over here and he says are you stacy and i said yes and i said why and he said my wife watches you all the time on youtube and he said she is stuck on paranormal witness she loves the way you tell your stories and he said can she come over here and meet you and i said meet me i said Tell her to pull up a chair. I'm just going to sit here for a while. So I ended up being friends with her after that. Oh, we talked cool. for a long time. Yeah, but it was really weird when she asked me for my autograph. I'm like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, we're not that popular yet. And it was just kind of threw me. It was kind of it was fun, but it was scary at the same time because about that time, Chad Lindbergh walked by and he goes, yeah, now you know how I feel. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, you, give me thumbs up. You've got a great personality for the mm. the position here, and also um, you've been here for so long, mm. so you you have such knowledge. Well, you've got to like people. If you don't like people, you have have no business being in a public job, period. Right. And they kind of like this. You like you have to like living people and you have to like dead people. <laughs> oh, I've got them. Yeah. 
room to the tomb. I got them all. Well, and that's the funny thing because, like, if you think that, like, your job, you have so many people to deal with. Imagine, oh like, adding in uh, Mary who follows people home or <laughs> or the ghost of Bigfoot. Like, there's a lot of things I have to manage in, in our work or we even have to well, manage with the band. You know, and, and a seven-foot-tall shadow Bigfoot yeah, I mean, is not one huge. of them. I mean, it's huge. I mean, this thing is literally huge. And sometimes it has red eyes. Sometimes it has green eyes. We have the little creepers that walk around through here. In fact, one of them crawled out of the wall one day just out of the wall about four foot tall and i was giving a tour 3 30 in the afternoon and all of a sudden ah. i'm like do you see that and then about the time this guy goes i think something just touched me and i'm like oh i bet it did yeah. and he had a whole claw mark down his back i mean Ooh. from his neck to the top of his jeans oh, i felt that yeah oh, and that's where, you, that's where you pass out but the old this south thing, pittsburgh this bucket th- look i have pictures of it i'll show it to you but this is about this tall solid black mass no real face but it had glowing red eyes Walked right out of the wall. The chalkboard upstairs on the third floor, when you see it, it's huge. It's what they used to use because now everything's on computer. But there was a, uh, so again, it was a volunteer night. So there was a ball, there was a voice box, and a voice recorder sitting on the table with this chalkboard. Now, this chalkboard probably weighs 60 pounds, easy. Nothing moved but that chalkboard. Nothing. And it moved about six inches, and the ball never moved. It, ah. The whole thing. We got on video. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's, it's supercharged in here sometimes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited to, to yeah, do some exploring. We're gonna, we're and we're going to play some music and maybe that, see if that activates that, any kind right, of energy. Maybe the spirits or, will be like, hey, we like Oh, they like music. Some peaceful they like music. Or, they like coffee. We've tried to feed them, you know. They tell us. And once somebody got an EVP one night of spaghetti, and I'm like, well, I guess they're hungry. <laughs> yeah. Can't say I blame them. That sounds <laughs> kind of good, actually. <laughs> spaghetti sounds great. So, you know, you just don't ever know. All right, perfect. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Stacey. Thanks for having me. All right, what's your full name? Larry Googe. Larry Googe, what do you do here at the OSPA? I'm head of her security here and basically a volunteer, and uh, I've been doing paranormal for like over 30 years. Okay. And I've been friends with Stacey for like 18. Awesome. So are you from this area originally? Actually, we're about an hour and 40 minutes up the road, a little town called Etowah. Okay. And so how did you hear about this place in the, in, the, in the first place? Oh, we've known about it for a long time. Just we're, We've done paranormal, and it's, it's one of the great places to hunt. <laughs> so it's always been around. Now, we've been coming here since October. Okay. So. Now, when you do a ghost hunt on here, like what's the style you use? Like how, like how do you do it? Do you mean? Do you it, have tools that you use? Or yes, you... uh, we've got full-spectrum night vision. Uh, and the uh, recorder, that's my basic two things. You don't need all this other stuff. If you, unless you're trying to prove to the public what, what's out there. But the group I got, when they leave here, they have their own proof. I promise you. And uh, we've got K2 meters, uh, SLS cameras. You know, I can just go on and go on. But my favorite thing is a recorder and a camera. If you got them two, we're good Something to go. Something simple. Yep. Yeah. Less is the best. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And you said that you spend a lot, a lot of time here. And before we started interviewing Stacy, you were sharing some of the, just some, a couple of the things that you've witnessed and man, it sounded terrifying. Uh, So. (laughs) Well, is it scary or is it just otherworldly? Yeah. I mean, that's. There's a difference. Is there something like when you think that something might be malevolent versus, because like there's a lot of people like, like most people are nice in real life i think and so when they're dead you can't imagine it'd be any different there's good spirits here and there's demonic spirits here well let's meet the good ones tonight i i'd like to yeah well we got a problem right now i believe that 
there's more demonic right now going on. Mm. They've been some people's bought a lot of Ouija boards in. Oh and no! They've, and they've unleashed some things that it's 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 pretty ugly right now. You know, that's interesting because that's a symptom of having so many people coming in and doing investigations. And I hadn't even thought of that. I hadn't even considered that some of the things could have entirely been brought in that weren't even from, sure. you know, spirits that originated Well, here. it could be a spirit from a different place. Yeah. You know, it comes like it hops on somebody's, somebody's van and then comes yeah. on in with them. Or I don't know, you know, the idea, but the idea of the attachment, yeah. the idea that a spirit attaches to yourself. And that's something that Stacy was talking about, mm. that sometimes a spirit will attach. And so if something attaches you from one place and then, you know, hitches a ride to another. But we're bringing out the positive energy tonight. That's what we're working on, bringing out I positive energy, so. fun spirits, so. spirits that like to party, yes. like a... Well, you're with the wrong man here because I bring out the bad ones. Oh, no. <laughs> <Well>, he... <laughs> You were saying that while we were interviewing Stacy, that you were witnessing something. Oh yeah, in a there room was a shadow. Us. He seen it too. There was a shadow walk by there three times, like it was just sort of nosing in here, seeing what it's we kind was of doing. scoping things out. Yeah, huh? that's what it was doing. Okay. All right. Well, hey. Hi. Like, if you want to say something on uh, microphone, oh, yeah. we got the mic set up here, and we'll be listening to this later when we're editing it. So uh, who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll pick something up. That would be cool. Um, so what would you? What was your first experience here? Like, do you remember the first time you came in? I mean, first of all, you walk in the doors, and uh, it looks like you know, abandon all hope, ye who enter. You know, kind of, <laughs> kind of thing, uh, because it has all of the graffiti on the walls, and it looks like a classic kind of abandoned hospital kind of thing when you come in. And so, what was your first impression, and what was your first experience here at the old South Pittsburgh Hospital? It was a intimidating place. Uh, was not scared by no means because I've done it for years, but it was intimidating. It was dark, creepy. Uh, yep. The first experience I had was one of those creepers clawed my leg, scratched my leg. Oh, see the scratching thing. Yeah, that was <laughs> the, That was the first experience that I had here. Wow. And especially if you're a woman, you might be wearing nylons or something like that. The scratching ruins. I'm just saying, Mike. nylons aren't free. I think the scratching itself would be more disturbing than the okay. destroyed pair of nylons. Look, I'm just thinking about I'm just thinking about ladies' apparel, okay. as I am wont to do. Okay, anyway, I joke. The creepers. Yeah, the creepers. So Ron from the uh, St. Louis paranormal. Oh yeah, yeah. We ran into another group who's here tonight investigating. He, the, he's like, yeah. He's like, I saw I saw the creeper, and I'm like, what's the creeper, yeah. Ron? No, he didn't see the creeper. I'll tell you what he saw. Oh. We, we him, we've talked again. It was something I saw two weeks ago. Uh, me and the police officer, it used to be a police officer here, we, we had a group that was real loud. So we walked around that hallway looking towards the emergency room. And we're standing there, and there's this creature. The creepers are little bitty small things. This thing was as big as a human, but it was on all fours, and it was all gnarled up like this right here, and it came across the hallway. And... I can't. Say, I ain't gonna say on our uh, what the policeman said, uh, but yeah, but no, just, you. you may not want that language here. And I just looked, said, uh, "Well, I don't know," <laughs> but I can tell you it was a very creepy, demonic thing that come across. So the you heart. think that's what Ron saw? Uh, yeah, yeah. From what he explained Whoa. to me, because it was a lot bigger than the creepers. Tonight, he saw that tonight. Great. That's here tonight. That's, that sounds good. That's that's uh, well, it does not sound good, but it sounds interesting at least. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe the creeper will come out and just give us a little nice scratch. Yeah. Just have gnarled hands walking around. Now, what would you say is your most, the kind of experience you had here that you said, okay, like you, some, as you said, you've been doing paranormal stuff for 30 years, been doing investigations and checking places out. What do you think is the experience that left you most like, oh, yeah, there's something going on in this place, or the most one that affected you personally? The, 
I, I know it's here. I've always seen it since I've been here. But what affected me the most happened about two weeks ago, the same night I seen that creature. We had uh, Josh had a, a box called the White Box. There's only one in existence. It's an awesome box. The Spirit talks through it. And it goes, I know who you are, Larry Gooch. Oh. And I get my hair standing up right oh, now. God. That made my, my hair, yeah. I'm not, my name's not Larry Gooch, my hair standing up. I've had my name called, oh, my first name called. But when something calls you by your first and last and tells you, I know you, that, Boy, that, that, that affected me. Didn't scare me, but I'm on my toes a little bit more here. Yeah. So and so, what kind of really. like so? How does that box work? Does it you know, does it use radio stations? It's does... radio frequencies. It picks up and it's, it's like energy. It pulls it in and they can talk through it. Okay. So Stacy was talking <laughs> from the back. She said it's built by Huff Paranormal, Steve Huff, and we've talked so it's about a one of a kind device. And we've talked like he custom builds these kind of oh, things. Yeah. And uh, Steve Huff's always contacting people. You can see his YouTube. I mean, he's got a thousand YouTube videos of different people he's kind of contacted. I think we talked about Steve Huff in the Kurt Cobain episode. Oh yeah, and I think yeah, it's an episode where he tries to talk to Kurt Cobain. Yeah. But he, obviously, this this white box is something he designs. He uses guitar pedals a lot too, interestingly oh. enough. But it sounds like the white box is only here in uh, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, yeah. and he used that. And so that that's some kind of thing. If I heard a ghost say my name, like, hey, Mike Huberty, what's happening? Oh, and I just said my name out loud. So oh, obviously the shadow you know. guy's like, oh, I know him now. Hey, boys, Huberty's in the house. <laughs> um, but do you, you know, after an experience like that, you still came back. Oh, and yeah. is there any way that you kind of can center yourself and not be a, like, you said you aren't afraid. No, yeah. I'm not. Um, not poop yourself. I've I mean, been knocked off my feet in here and slammed to the ground, so... And you're still not afraid. Yeah, you still right. come back. So still come back. Wow, that's that's impressive. Well, it's like it's like going on the roller coaster. You know, it's a rush. Yeah, yeah and it's like Stacy said. If you don't show fear, then it's you're less of a, uh, I guess, a threat to a the target, energies. Yeah. Or they feed it. They can feed on it less. Yeah. Of course, I challenge them a lot too. So that's. Oh, I don't. No. Su- I don't suggest people doing that, but I do it a lot. Well, I, the problem with me is they'll, once they see my abs, they'll feel like threatened and challenged. <laughs> And they'll be like, I can't believe that guy is alive oh. and has such sweet abs. Well, it's a good thing that you're with us tonight, Mike, so we don't have to fear anything. <laughs> That's right. I'm just... <laughs> okay. You yeah. and your ass. <laughs> it's true. It's the one thing between us and the dark. Hey, we do have a naughty nurse here. She might like them abs. Hey, oh. now we're talking. Now we're up my alley here. Hey, she a she, 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 sweet, talk sweet nothings in your ear. She a touchy and flirty nurse. Right, but it's going to be like in Ghostbusters or whatever, where everything's all fun and games until, you know. I thought you were going to say maybe it's going to be like Ghost. Oh, yeah. Like maybe she'll do the pottery wheel with you with or something. my luck, it will be Patrick Swayze. It won't be the naughty nurse. It won't be Patrick Swayze. We got a few of them ready. Oh, that's great. All right. So, so Larry, if people want, do you have a, a, a paranormal organization or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, Star Mountain Paranormal. Where can people find more information on that? Uh, it's on Facebook. All right. Cool, so great. Facebook, Star Mountain Paranormal. Thanks for talking to us with Larry. Thank I you, appreciate Larry. It. Thank you. Now, what's your name, buddy? Pete Spakovsky. Okay, Pete. And what do you do here at the uh, Old South P- Pittsburgh Hospital, Pete? Um, I help Larry with security. Larry okay. Gooch. And the thing is, this kind of place, though, you wouldn't have to make sure, because it's kind of an abandoned place, besides the areas that have ghost hunts and everything, mm-hmm. you do have to make sure that people don't just wander in. And it's very lost. large. Yes. Yeah, it's a yes. huge place. We've, there, there's been people that's, that's wandered in here. Mm-hmm. But the people, I mean, the living people wandering in here, that's one thing, and we don't worry about them on this show. But so, what kind of experiences have you had, Pete? Like, what was your first one when you came in 
and you're like, hey, uh, there might be something to this whole haunting business. Um, we was up on the uh, third floor. Uh, it was me, Larry, uh, Mike, and uh, Elizabeth, which is our Star Mountain Paranormal Group. Um, and uh, I seen the shadow man. And I'm, I'm looking down there, and it's, it's crossing the hallway, and it just stops. And you can look down that hallway, and there's a door. And there's light coming through the door, and there's light coming through the window. When that, when that light gets blocked, that shadow man's there. And I'm sitting there going, am I seeing this? Am I seeing this? Oh, <laughs> you know, I can imagine that, I too. Said, I said, Larry, you seeing this? And he goes, yeah. Said cool. <laughs> wow. And those hallways are so dark. Mm-hmm. So I could I could imagine seeing it yeah. and going like, you know, looking twice to try to figure out if it's your imagination or something. But having someone else there to oh yeah verify. corroborate yeah, yeah that's I that really and, is the trick. And you know the the thing of it is we've been doing it a while, uh, and you see something, and then you think, did I just see that? You know, and did I just witness that? Um, a lot of that happens down in the chapel, you know, uh, on the on the uh, first floor. Um, was down there. Uh, we did an open paranormal hunt and uh, took some people, Stacy and uh, uh, a guy she brought with her. Uh, Mike and Elizabeth uh, and some other uh, new people that that their first time here and we were sitting down there and I sat in the front and uh, it was it was quiet we was probably down there 30 40 minutes you know nothing nothing happening and then uh, I heard something make a noise over on the right and I looked over there and I seen the the red eyes and I thought creeper and it was crawling along the wall looking and making noise well meanwhile on the left side there was two coming up and uh i just caught it out of the corner of my eye and i'm i'm sitting there looking okay you're making noise y'all are being quiet y'all are up to something <laughs> right and they're like surrounding you yeah and uh i asked stacy i said uh stacy i said uh how far back are you sitting from elizabeth and I said, are you a pew back? Are you two pews back? And she goes, well, we're, we're sitting a ways back. I said, y'all better move closer. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I heard Mike, which Mike's a skeptic. When he first come here, he didn't believe in none of this. Mm. But um, he was sitting back in the thing, and he, all I heard him say is, oh, he, heck no. But he used <laughs> to, he, and he got up. And he went and sat with Elizabeth, which is his girlfriend, and I asked him afterwards, I said, Mike, what was that about? He goes, there was a shadow figure that sat down alongside me and asked me, what am I doing here? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, of all the things to be asked, honestly. <laughs> and uh, I, started, wow. I started laughing. And uh, the first experience he had, you know, he come here, you know, along with all the skeptics, which is good. I want skeptics. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's sometimes the most convincing is if yes. a skeptic comes in and then changes their mind or if witnesses skeptic, something questionable. If a skeptic like, comes in, yeah, and a shadow figure sits next to him and asks and him what he's what doing here, yeah. and then now he's like, 
I believe, hallelujah. Like, that's going to change other people's minds. And uh, he, uh, the first time we ever brought him, he was he was cracking jokes and, and things like that. And we was on the third floor. Uh, well, we opened up room 10, the door, just a little bit uh, when we passed by it. And uh, we was going towards the nursery. And so after we got through with the nursery, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of activity going on. So we thought we'd go down to the second floor to the to the clinic. And Mike was the very last one in the group. As soon as he walked by room 10, that door slammed shut. And here he goes hollering, crap, no, crap, no, crap, no. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's trying to run, but it scared him so bad that he's taking granny steps. Aww. He's shuffling his feet. And, you know, you, you, I try not to laugh, but, you know, when, when stuff like that happens, you know, you, 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 you've got to laugh. <laughs> oh, that's Well, we, we already made a pact. Nobody's going to be in the back yeah. of the group. Alone, right? That's right, except for Wendy. Hey! <laughs> it already happened, so I'm not doubting that it will, but I'm just saying. No, we're doing our best. Uh, everybody stays together and nobody splits up. Yeah. This place can be dangerous if you're by yourself. Don't, don't, See? don't be by yourself. Well, it sounds like Especially that. on the third floor and in the clinic. Mm. Well, that's no. why we joined a band. <laughs> we band together. <laughs> uh, so... But no, that's... Um, what do you think experience that you've had here, personally, that has affected you the most? I guess what affected me the most was uh, on the third floor. You know, we was, we was just up there, a bunch of us just up there goofing around and, you know, talking. Um, and we heard a little girl laugh. And uh, then uh, me and Elizabeth seen out of the corner of our eye the little girl. Oh, wow. And I thought, man, you know, to... It bothers me yeah. uh, to think that, oh, you know, kids are so trapped sad. here. That's very sad. Uh, yeah. But, you know, there's not a whole lot, you know, that you can do about, you it. Can do about it. Yeah. You know, hmm. wow. but that's probably, I mean, I've not been scratched or some people's been bit. Uh, you know, none of that, none of that stuff has ever happened to me personally, but. I'm hoping it will sometime. Oh. I guess. I guess. We're always, home for, I, we're always home for a good oh. bite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I will tell you, uh, Mary. I. I've never talked with Mary. I don't even know what she looked like. And we was cleaning out a room and and uh, putting stuff in the ger- geriatrics hall. And something told me to look to the left. And it's it's just a wall, and I'm sitting there thinking, why would look at a wall, you know? So I I looked over at the wall, and this older woman with gray hair just went boom, right up in my face and went back, and I said, oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought, and I said, I said, God, don't do that. I said, I'll knock, I said, I'll knock you out, <laughs> you know. Uh, it was it was a little bit unsettling, but like Larry, <laughs> you know, nothing really here has ever scared me to where 
I don't want to come back. It's always enough to where, oh, I need to go back. Mm, intriguing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah, it makes pull, you want like, to see Like Stacy says, it pulls you, it calls you. That's And that's since neat. since the first time I've been here, you know, it's 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 got that. It's got that draw. Very cool. Awesome. awesome. Thank Thanks you. for sharing your stories. Oh, thank You're you welcome. Your thank you. Oh, thank God we made it out of there alive. We Wendy. survived. And we're even already back in Wisconsin. It's yep. like a little magical uh, time and location <laughs> warp. We warped back here from the old South Pittsburgh hospital. And um, what an experience that was. It was. You know, I've been in some abandoned places, a couple of hotels, a couple of resorts, things like that. But I've never been in an abandoned hospital. So that was a first time for me. How about you? Oh, I hang out in them all the time. Yeah, that's right. Pretty I, much every weekend. That's, no. what, that's what I figured. <laughs> I got to say that was my first abandoned hospital as well. Yeah. So congratulations. We both survived the experience. Almost. And yeah, there were some moments. Well, we, but, well let's talk about one of those moments because you didn't come away unscathed. So, <laughs> so what happens is this is right when we first get in there, right? So why don't you set it up, Wendy? We walked in the door and it was about twilight outside. So there's a little bit of light still coming in. It wasn't yeah. pitch black, but it's a very big place. And, you know, you walk in and the door closes behind you and it's dark and you look pretty much in every direction, all four corners of the world. And it's uh, just long, dark, dark, dark hallways. Right. Imagine a hospital with no lights. Pretty that, much. Yeah. That's what it is. And the ghost hunter that we met from St. Louis, Ron, I believe, mm-hmm. was showing us the way to <laughs> the warm and lighted room where we interviewed Stacy. Yeah. So we, we right when we first walked we in, we just start getting in. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is creepy. And it looks just like any, when you watch a ghost hunters episode or anything, I mean, it really yeah. does look like an abandoned place. So, like, except I will say that it's not as old as some of them mm-hmm. or as in as bad disrepair as some of the ones that I've seen on those shows. So I have to credit them for that because it wasn't super disgusting. But it is, I mean, there's graffiti everywhere because the, yeah. the different ghost hunters have, have graffitied it over the past yeah. few years. And, Right. And we talked about that in the interview. But as far as like just dirt and, you know, collapsed ceilings and stuff like that, there wasn't a ton of that. So anyway, we're walking down the hallway and I heard this like scratching ish sound along the wall. And so kind of jumped back a little bit. And then I thought, oh, there's a rodent in here. And the thing is, we all heard it. So it wasn't just something that wasn't just in your head or it wasn't just imagination. Like we all heard the scratching sound. It's like, oh, it's a mouse or something around. And there's got to be. Yeah. And then we continued walking and then Scott heard it again. And he kind of, he was over by the wall, kind of kicking a little piece of something that was on the ground, taking a look at it. And then he heard it and he heard it kind of like, it sounded like it scurried up the wall and over him, but um, there was no ceiling there. So if it was a rodent, it would have had to be an invisible rodent to go overhead without, you know. falling so anyway it was just and he heard it right behind him too so it was kind of a a strange audio uh event that we experienced well i wouldn't describe it quite like that though wendy and this is me because the thing is when i was watching it or i was watching you guys so i hear something to the right of me and so let's say i'm looking straight down a hall i'm hearing something to the right of me in one of the rooms it just sounds like a mouse is in one of the rooms i've had mice in plenty of my homes in fact i had one that was basically a mouse hotel and i was just like renting a room inside of a mouse residence and 
we hear that we're like, oh, you guys hear that? Oh, yeah, so it must be a mouse or something. Ooh, there's already animals here. And we were still joking around. We're still in the fun mode. It wasn't even in spooky mode or hypersensitive to things mode. And then you and Scott both jumped because mm. you felt something behind you. And you're like, oh. I didn't feel something behind me. Okay, because I heard... I heard something. I heard something. Okay, because it looked like... Cause, but you both jumped like it was but, something behind you. So let's... Yeah. So just say like, oh, there must have been something above us. No, there was an actual physical reaction to it. And that's probably why watching it, to me, it felt like it was a bigger deal because... But that's why it's funny how these things play out. Because yeah. the experience to you was different than it was to me. And it... I mean, I was freaked out, but I, I didn't feel anything. I just heard okay. the sound and it startled me. So I jumped. So. I, I see it. Because I heard the sound too, but I, it was over by you. So that's why I was like, hey, what's going on? And the way you guys, I was like, oh man, something's going to grab them. <laughs> like it's here. Like, oh man, they're here. And so that's kind of, that's why I thought so. But this is how things spread. And, and I think this is how the stories start because we all have a little, everybody's hyper uh, attenuated to every little thing when you're inside there. And particularly when we first went in, because... You know, it's an unknown environment. You don't know what's down which hallway and you're just completely, everything is an unknown yes. and you're already anticipating spookiness. <laughs> but this, this would have been the period of the night where I was the least scared whatsoever because we had people from the ghost hunters with Ron and we had his ghost hunting team on the other hallway. We could see them because we were where that big car was. And I think that's why it was the freakiest because like you just didn't expect it. At this point... <laughs> You expect it when you're quiet and listening and anything is a big deal, you know, but that particular point, I think, and then seeing you guys jump made me think like, holy crap, this, the old South Pittsburgh hospital is haunted for real. At least it's haunted by the spirit of mice. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause that for me, actually, I think that might've been the height of my fear. Okay. <laughs> Even though there were other people and it wasn't pitch black, I think I just, I was so anticipating and not, sure. know, you know, the unknowns, but as the night grew, you know, and went on and we familiarized ourselves with the floor plan i almost got more comfortable in there which sounds sure. weird because it was icy cold and it was scary but so anyway getting back to the experiences mike later on in the night you and i had an experience we both witnessed something yeah well and this was a weird one too because i didn't feel particularly creeped out by this one but i was like that's a weird sound so what did we hear wendy well we were getting a bit of a guided tour from um, our friends, Larry and Pete, whom we interviewed and you just heard that and they know the place really well. So it was great because, you know, they would point out areas where they had seen things before or rooms that are known for having strange things happen. And one of the rooms, as we talked about in the interview, was that of Mary, who was supposedly a resident there and, you know, whose ghost people claim to have seen numerous times the old lady so if you don't remember yes. her name she was the old lady that lived in the old lady section of the hospital yeah and so we we went in the room and it was kind of a bit of the ceiling was kind of collapsed and mm -hmm. there was a little shrine and some alcohol bottles and um shoes and stuff like that but anyway we were with a group and so everybody kind of wandered in and just quietly observed and some people had their recording equipment and whatnot and mike and i were the last ones in there and right before we walked out i heard a sound that was i can only describe it as a sort of a hiss snarl kind of a sound it was yeah. like <laughs> but not really like an animal so much i don't know i guess i'm not sure i don't if it wasn't animals it'd be like a raccoon in there or something like that it was loud and it was bizarre sounding and so i turned right to mike and i'm like did you hear that he's like yep <laughs> 
<laughs> Bye. And then we're like, and then we, we, we promptly room. turned tail and <laughs> got as far away as we could from that place. But. And it's funny with, with things like that. And I think you really hit the nail on the head, Wendy, when you talked about the Rashomon experience of it, where we all have our own kind of uh, how we describe the experiences and how we remember it. Because that one was pretty weird, but we were around 10 other people and nobody else heard or anything or thought anything was weird. Yeah. They were making jokes about the booze bottles and stuff. And then we heard this like, ah! and we're like, uh, anybody else? And they're like, nothing. You and know? so I th- I'm pretty sure that Scott was recording at that point with his camera. So we need to review that footage and we'll let you know if, if it's actually on uh, the audio is yeah. on there. That'd but be you guys, fantastic. You guys can watch uh, some of our journeys through that because what we did is we went to the first floor we went to the second floor and then we went to the basement and we've got some facebook lives of all of that at othersidepodcast.com slash live stream and you can see how this place looks for yourself they're like five to ten minutes each time so you can get a real taste of how the old south pittsburgh hospital is because you really do get the run of the place and and i have to say something if you're into Yeah. And if you're into that kind of thing, you know, it is definitely worth a visit. Like I said before, I was surprised by how well upkept it was. And, you know, I haven't stayed in a hospital (laughs) in an abandoned hospital before. But the ones that I've seen on any of the ghost hunting shows, they're always like, you know, the building is going to collapse and there's tons of animals in there. And I thought we'd see mice and things crawling around. And like, I, I didn't see a single rodent i mean i guess we might have heard well that was the thing right at the beginning we immediately start hearing a rodent that we thought and then you don't see anything living again no i didn't even see like a bug in there you know it's just right it was pretty so nicely done keeping it sealed yeah (laughs) to the elements (laughs) so you guys make sure you you check out some of those videos uh, and the show notes and also othersidepodcast.com slash live stream, you can see not only that like journey through the hospital, but you can also see the next day uh, we went to the uh, the Hales Bar old dam. power station. The dam has an old, it's an old Tennessee Valley Authority uh, dam. And we got a haunted tour of the power station. And that was pretty fun. That was really cool. And we also did a little performance in the hospital. We played some music up on the second floor, and we do have a video of that as well that'll be coming out. So you can see, um, they said the spirits like music, so we, we play, thought we'd play a see couple if we could songs shake it up them. a little. And the thing is, so that, that area was the nursery. So what people did in the nurseries, they'd leave toys out uh, on that entire floor and try to get like uh, the ghosts of kids. So it's yes. funny because we, we get out the staircase and we go by the elevator, and immediately the first thing we see is... Uh, the little toy drum set that Wendy actually got for my daughter as a gift, and it's just sitting there by the elevator. And that well, it was oh, the, it was the, it's the a, same one. It, it wasn't the same drum set, but it's the it same wasn't the toy. actual one. It's the same toy. Just to see that though, in that kind of setting, after seeing it on my living room floor for the past six months, really that was pretty creepy. Like that one was a good one. I was like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> It's right there. And we would do things like roll a ball down the hallway and see if the ball would come back. You know, because they say sometimes the ball came back. But the hallway that we played in is the hallway where they see the shadow man. Right. 
And so we specifically played in that hallway uh, to try and see if we get any video of the Shadow Man. And we do have a video of our performance, uh, and our Patreon subscribers are going to be able to get that very soon. Yes. So, And we haven't even seen it yet, so we have to really watch carefully and check for the Shadow Man in there. Oh, yeah. Maybe he'll be dancing in the background. Hopefully the Shadow Man enjoyed the performance as much as we enjoyed playing in our time at the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. And a big thanks to Scott Marcus from Mm whatsyourghoststory.com for getting that footage and editing that video together for us. Can't wait to see it. So we want to thank everybody from the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital for having a great time. Oh, they were wonderful. And if you guys uh, want to see that, I said before, go to othersidepodcast.com slash live stream. And that's where you can see more stuff from the rest of the trip. Like our adventures at the Hales Bar Power Station. Yes. And so many other places. Right. It was a paranormal packed trip. That's right. Of course, we're in New Orleans. So there's there's plenty of things there, mm-hmm. including the St. Rock Cemetery. Yeah. Where we took a whole bunch of press photos. So now you see pictures of me and Wendy uh, <laughs> from the St. Rock Cemetery and can't wait Lurking. to that. Lurking. And then in Austin, I stopped by the Driscoll Hotel again, and we took a little excursion out to Shoal Creek, which is a story in and of itself that we will get to at a later time. Absolutely. But we'll show you that footage, too. And so you'll be able to see all that kind of stuff. We're going to put together a compilation video of our South by Southwest trip this year. But in the meantime, uh, you can check out the raw live streams, othersidepodcast.com slash live streams. And we get stuff just for the Patreons. And if you're interested in checking that out, obviously, the place to go is othersidepodcast.com slash donate you could be one of the cool ones (laughs) yep all right so uh let's get down to the nitty-gritty what everybody's waiting for and that's the song of the week yes now you know they were talking about this guy named dr haveron uh in the interview and they talked about that dr haveron might have done unnecessary surgery or, or things like that so i'm like okay let's check out dr haveron and I couldn't find him being like an evil mad scientist, right? Like, <laughs> So that might be urban legend that's been spawning. Yeah, I, I think that might be a little bit. But the thing is, now here is an urban legend that I, I can say is that goes back a little older. So in 1964, Dr. Haven's wife was murdered. Whoa. So there yeah. is some truth to that because they did talk about that. So his w- Or they talked about her vanishing or whatever. Right. His wife was murdered while he was on duty at the at the Aww. hospital, at the old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Sad. And they never caught her killer. Oh, my goodness. So some people claim that he had her killed because he was having an affair. Uh, that was a rumor going around. And there's even a whole message board where they talk about wow. going to the site of her murder like later on and that people could see ghosts and things. That, you know, her ghost was still haunting there because she was killed. Wow. And uh, they saw shadow figures in the old house and things like that. So uh, huh. Dr. Haveron did have a ghost story involved with him, or at least an urban legend of one. A paranormal connection. Uh, definitely a paranormal connection. But other people were talking about how he was such a beloved doctor. I mean, he died oh. in 2006, and everybody thought he was a great doctor. A lot of people were like, oh, my God, Dr. Haven was one of my favorite doctors. He was great. Huh. I loved him. And it wasn't that kind of thing like, oh, no, he performed a, you know, he, he gave me a lobotomy. <laughs> it was nothing like that. It was all <laughs> nice things about Dr. Haveron, except about what happened uh, to his wife in the 1960s. So <sighs> he ended up being our inspiration for the song this week. And we didn't want to quite use his name because we didn't actually find that he's like the abominable Dr. Fives or anything <laughs> like that. He's not Dr. Mengele. But there still is a rumor that goes around the old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Even if it's not about Dr. Haveron, they do have an evil Dr. H. 
of shocking therapy, unnecessary surgery, a full frontal lobotomy for the evil Dr. H, a big blood squirter, your organs into burger, it's diagnosis murder for the evil Dr. H. He's not much for the Hippocratic oath, but cut and slice him. Yeah, he's good at both. Dr. H, the last position that you'll ever need. He's already in the morgue and he's eager to proceed. He don't need insurance, he's ready to begin. You'll only wait a minute. Oh my God, the doctor is in. You'll never get sick again. Electroshocking therapy, unnecessary surgery, a full frontal lobotomy with the evil Dr. H, a big blood squirter, your organs into burger, it's diagnosis murder for the evil Dr. H, confidentiality with an MD in brutality, socializing in fatality, the evil Dr. H, you don't want to make his list, he could have used a psychiatrist, every town needs a mad scientist, the evil Dr. H. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. Hey, like we said before, uh, if you guys want to see some very cool exclusive stuff from our trip and from our future trips, because we're planning a ton of them right now. Oh my gosh. You're going to... And... And... Sorry to cut you off, but I've got exciting news. Yeah. Mike, you might have heard. We have a new CD coming out. Oh, Christ. And our Patreon members are the first people... That's right. ...to get access to it. So, um... Patreon people are going to get copies of the CD and we cannot wait for you guys to hear the new music and it's going to be it's it really is fantastic stuff so if you want to be part of that exclusive club it's othersidepodcast.com slash donate we'll hang out suggest topics for the show that's the kind of thing we like to do we like to talk about the latest paranormal evidence um, mm. like stories uh, we just like to hang out with the, with the coolest people we know and that is the Other Side Podcast Patreons and you can join that at othersidepodcast.com slash donate and special shout to Dr. Ned. Dr. Ned. Patreon, who's pledged at the level where he gets a shout out every time. And we love to shout him out because he actually is awesome. Yes. So, Ned, thanks for everything. And thanks to you for listening and to all of our Patreons and all of our listeners and everybody for making the tour awesome last week. Thank you. We had a great time. We'll see you guys on the other side. Ciao. I wonder what we heard earlier tonight. Yeah, you know, it could have been a creeper. You never know. They like to pull women's hair, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> glad I just got my cut. <laughs> right. Here we go. All I right. got the hoodie. That's it's it. going up. Right. Hoodies don't help. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Especially with the headphones. Do you think, it can't re- you think Casper can't reach for your hoodie? He's fine. <sighs> okay. I'm not afraid. You're good. <laughs> let's go, All let's right. go Thanks, check Pete. it out. Okay. Great story. Um,